Hello and welcome to the Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back everybody to another fun-filled, exciting, jam-packed, fist-flying, kung-fu-fighting episode as we dive further into the world of games. And this week we are going to be discussing, I'm sure you could have guessed it by that, weird improv in, uh, intro there but uh, we're gonna be talking about fighting games of course uh with evo just you know ended not too long ago for us as far as recording this what it was last day was yesterday i believe six to eight something like that uh yeah we we wanted to discuss fighting games and just kind of reminisce on some of the titles that we played in the past, discuss ones that really like spoke to us and maybe talk a little bit about the history of fighting games and maybe a little tiny bit of the history of Evo itself. Cause for those of you who don't know what Evo is, it is one of the largest fighting or it is the largest fighting game convention in the world. It seems like, right? Like, Mm-hmm. and longest running too i mean you know way more about evo than i do you actually were the one that told me about it <laughs> so do you want to give like a little brief rundown of what evo actually is and why that kind of inspired us to talk about this yeah um it's honestly like probably one of the only esports uh thing that i actually like kind of watch when it happens uh, i don't well i guess you can consider speed running kind of a uh, yeah eh, Yeah, it's something to watch but uh you know other than that like yeah i mean i used to watch like counter-strike esports but fighting games for me have always been more interesting just because it's i feel like it takes skill Mm -hmm. and the fighting game community is honestly like probably one of the most welcoming communities i've seen in gaming especially for a competitive scene which is saying something, right? Because we're yeah. so used to toxicity and, you know, people just being nasty. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it still exists, you know, nowhere is really perfect. But uh, everyone I've met has always been super nice. But uh, with Evo, it started in 1996, surprisingly. Uh, and from what I saw, the first Evo. I think said it had 40 people show up uh, from my understanding, which is kind of crazy. Cause I mean, 96, you know, it's yeah. I mean, arcades were big and stuff, but it's not like anything like this was really like taking off. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of monumental. And it was in a uh, Sunnyvale, California. So, pretty wild to think about because i know that there was some kind of like i think the only other tournaments i could really find online that were bigger were uh like the nintendo world championships where they would do like those mini games uh where people would complete where it'd be like you know super mario brothers and then it would switch to a different game and then a different game and it would be Mm -hmm. timed but other than that, it was just more so like really small games or it'd be small events put on by local places. And that's kind of what Evo was in the beginning. But over the years, it just started getting bigger and bigger. And uh, it started moving all around California. Uh, at one point, it was uh, in Folsom. And then I remember uh, 2002, it was moved to UCLA. 
And the reason why I noticed this was, and I'll get into this more later with the games, but I would see listings. I forgot what magazine it was back in the day. It wasn't EGM, but it was something. And it would always list like game tournaments. And it would always be, you know, fighting games because back then that's, or Quake at that point. Because I think Quake had something a little bit going on, but it was mostly fighting games. And Mm -hmm. I actually went to one. Uh, I was really young. I made my mom drive me up there and we went and it didn't do too bad. You know, I would say out of like, I don't know, like 200 people, I was maybe like 15th place. Hey, that's um, not bad at all. Really I mean, this good. wasn't Evo. This was like some small little tournament, but it was it was one that was in the paper. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. So I was pretty happy about that. And uh, that's when I learned that Evo was happening, you know, in L.A. right next, you know, basically Santa Monica. But I never got to go, sadly. Uh, I always wanted to. And over the years till recently, it's always been in Las Vegas. I think at the Luxor. Uh, that Luxor always seems like the spot for esports anyway, but I think that's where it is. If not, it's just somewhere in Vegas. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's basically the only gaming championship. And now I think it was last year they started where they're gonna have not just the US branch, but they're gonna branch it so there's one in Europe or in Japan, and I think there's one in Europe. Uh so they're starting like side ones you know like side leagues for it Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's so big like it's probably one of the most massive ones and surprisingly smash isn't there because nintendo doesn't want it there but could you imagine how it would be insane it would be be so cool well i i feel like if, if i remember correctly nintendo's classified smash as a party game not a fighting game Yep. So they try and separate it out that way, but that's ridiculous. Like, we so, know what this is. I read an article that came out maybe, I think, three days ago, and they partnered with some esports group uh, to start hosting Smash Brothers stuff Ooh, and to fun. form teams. And I'm wondering, like, is that, like, where it could get into evo at some point or if that's like do they want to just do their own thing because i could see nintendo just being like let's have our own smash world championships because oh yeah it's nintendo Nintendo. yeah Yeah, they they like keeping their ecosystems like in control which i get but at the same time it's really unfair to the players who you know it'd be awesome to be a winner at evo for a game that you really love but it's i always love watching the matches i uh, i watched the top 6 uh the day after the mm-hmm. finish for uh, street fighter 6 and it was good you know it it always makes me want to play those games and uh it's i don't know it's just it's fun it doesn't feel i don't want to say fake like when i used to watch a lot of like counter strike it always felt more of like an actual, like almost like where it felt like a football game, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. here's watching this team. Oh, they're doing this. Like the play by plays would get almost like ridiculous, which in the fighting ones, yeah, they, the announcers talk the whole damn time, but it really does feel like 
UFC or boxing on meth, right? Where it's just super mm-hmm. fast paced. And I don't know. I love it. I love the energy and it just, it makes me want to play fighting games, which, you know, inspired this episode because it's a genre that I really love. I really like it. And growing up, surprisingly, I played a lot of them and <laughs> I don't really know why, but I just did. And I think because I loved how the graphics looked of them, uh, I was primarily a 2D fighting game player. Uh, I didn't really like 3D, but yeah, it, it just kind of sucked me in. But I never, after that little um, match I did in the early 2000s when I was a kid, I didn't really go to any other uh, fighting game tournaments. I, I went to like some little small little matches in the Southern California area. Cause I know like uh, in orange County, there's a lot with that esports arena. And I think there's some in San Diego, like small matches put on by clubs, but, uh, and I found out there's some around me, which is kind of cool, but it's mostly smash, which I like smash, but I'm not going to, I don't feel comfortable playing it around other people. Cause I bet you there's going to be like 20 kids, half my age. that will kick my butt. But uh, well, with working with kids in a Smash Brothers league, I can tell you, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like some of these kids are really scary and their parents are even scarier, right? Like they have like we have sports dads in our esports league right now. Uh, and I'm teaching I'm like coaching elementary school level kids. And like I've had parents coming in and being like, hey, sorry, my buddy, my boy, he couldn't, you know, practice that much this week. We got kind of busy. And I was like, it's it's fine. We're we're playing Smash Brothers, man. Like <laughs> he'll get back into it. It's it's totally okay. <laughs> so or like seeing some kids that have, you know, over a thousand hours in Smash Brothers and like you guys are nuts. You're like nine years old. This is crazy. <laughs> but it's pretty amazing to see, honestly. I love Smash Brothers. That's actually kind of cool. And I, I kind of when I go into the games that I grew up with, I'll kind of get into because now looking at them, like if there was a timer, I probably did put a lot of hours into some of them. But uh, mm-hmm. what's your, you know, history of fighting games or do you even like playing them? I really enjoy playing them. I am horrible at them, mm. except for Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is the only one that like actually clicked for me for some reason. Where the movesets made sense, the hitboxes I understand. Like I actually like took the time to watch videos and look at images and seeing hitboxes and all that stuff. Right? Like for some reason, Smash Brothers always click for me. But I've been playing it since the very first, you know, in sixty four days. So it's been a long time playing this title when it's the same freaking game over and over again, right? (laughs) But I mean, you can argue that with almost every fighting game. It's same combo, same this, just better graphics, new characters, and a lot more fun, right? Like, it, that's basically what it boils down to. But, I mean, like, it, I've always wanted to be good at fighter games. Like, it, growing up, going to arcades, and you'd see, like, Street Fighter, or looking at the Tekken Tag arcade cabinet, like, that old, that giant beast of one, right? Like, I loved the look of those things, but every time I played them, I just get destroyed. And I... I remember with specifically with Tekken Tag Tournament, I picked that up and I'm like, I'm going to be really good at this game. Like, I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to this. And I just couldn't. Like, I just, like, no matter how much I really went for it, 
I just sucked at that game. Dude, like, Tekken's I, hard. I, it, Tekken's really hard, but I don't know. Like, um, what's his name? Yo, uh, is it Yojimba? Yeah. Like that. I wanted to be really good with that character and doing like the flea move where you're jumping on the sword, right? Like all that stuff. Like I had this weird drive to be really good at these fighting games and I just could never do it. But then when Smash Brothers came around, like I said, it just clicked and it stuck with me. And then I have such fond memories of playing uh, on the GameCube with all my friends and just like everyone coming over to my house every weekend and just playing Smash for hours on end. And it, it, I don't know, it just it felt good or like setting up little mini tournaments in the neighborhood with all the kids. And it, it was just a fun experience. I, there's something about it that I, I, I love the vibe of fighting games. And you're right, like the the community in fighting game areas, like, yeah, it can be toxic sometimes. But I feel like out of all the possible esports communities, it is definitely the least toxic and like the least kind of intimidating to go into. Because really, when it boils down to it, like I have so many people that come in to the studio and like we're playing Smash Brothers and they say like, hey, like, do you want to? try it out like oh i don't know how to play and i've found out that like the easiest way to like, get people interested in even just trying it is just letting them know well there's a lot of buttons on the controller i understand but really you just need two you just need b and a right just press those and then we'll add on the rest left rest right like just know that if you press up you jump and you press b and a to do big and heavy move or big and light moves that's it right and like Everyone from elderly to kids to like businessmen in full on suits come in and they have a fun time playing it. Like there's something about fighting games that are just really inviting. They're very fun. It's just quick, easy. And I think it also has to do with like the timing of it. Right. It's just a couple minutes. So like for people who aren't gamers, they can get a quick fix and be like, oh, yeah, this is really enjoyable. I get it. But then for those who want to be really good at the game, they can do that too, right? There's a lot to study, it's a lot, a lot to look into, learn encounters, just like you would in any other like combative sport, right? Like we did the same thing in wrestling, where if someone's doing one move, you learn how to do a different kind of counter and like all that kind of stuff, right? And it's the same exact thing with a fighter game. You just have to learn your opponent, learn what kind of style they have, because everyone, even though it's the same movesets, everyone has a different way of deploying things. So it's there's something really amazing about them that I really, really love. And I just I can't get enough of them. I keep trying them. And there's a couple out there that I've like weirdly been like, OK, this is going to be my new game. <laughs> but then it's just never really like worked out for me, mm. like um, like Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, man. I love the concept of that game. I love playing it. It was so much fun. But you put an opponent in front of me and I lose every damn match. <laughs> like, I cannot win in that game. And I just don't really, I, there's so much going on. But I love the idea behind the game. I love the the look of it, just how everything feels and just how cool all the movesets are. Like, I absolutely love that game. But I just can't play it i suck at fighting games <laughs> and maybe that's gonna be like my this year's thing is i'm just gonna because i've been looking for a new game to play i'm just gonna pick up another fighting game and just be like yep i'm just gonna dedicate some time to this right now i don't know maybe it'll be street fighter maybe it'll be dragon ball z or dragon ball fighters z <laughs> right because <laughs> that, that's a fun game too i don't know if you tried that one that one's really fun I do like it. Uh, I'll definitely recommend Street Fighter Six uh, later when I bring up like the different controls because I mm -hmm. 
played a little bit of it, but man, it it's good. Yeah. What was your first fighting game? Do you remember uh, what the first one you ever played was? So I feel like I had played it at the Tilt Arcade when I was a kid at the mall. Uh I think it was Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. But the first fighting game I played at home <laughs> was Clay Fighter. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a classic. I remember at Blockbuster, and for people that were too young to know this, especially with Blockbuster, sometimes there'd be things exclusive to Blockbuster. And I know the N64 version later on uh, was exclusive to Blockbuster, and that's why it became one of the more expensive games on the N64. Mm-hmm. But um, it... The Super Nintendo one, the first one, was my first foray into the fighting game world. And, you know, it's not a perfect game. It's slightly problematic nowadays, but it was interesting. You know, as a kid, it was goofy. It didn't make any sense. I loved claymation animation kind of stuff growing up. So... This just kind of tickled all those little itches, you know, and the characters were kind of ugly. And it was just, it was interesting. It, it was weird, though, because every time I booted up, something about it made me feel kind of uncomfortable, too. And I, I yeah. don't know what it is, but something about it, like that angry snowman, just like made me feel so, like, disgusted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, but then you got like Helga, like the big Viking lady, and it's like, it's. There's a lot of weird things to this game. And this was during the time whenever, like, there was a lot of stuff that was wrapped in a package that looked like it was for kids, but it mm-hmm. really wasn't. And this definitely was one of those things, right? Like, this is like Dark Crystal Times and stuff like that, right? Like, where your parents would just get you these games because it looks like, oh, look, there's a snowman and there's like a Play-Doh guy and everything's really like Technicolor and really cool looking. And then, but if you really like pay attention to what's going on, it's like, oh, this is not a kid's game, right? Like this is not for everybody. And it was deceiving back then too, because I mean, it being a Nintendo product, Nintendo is notorious for being family-friendly gaming. And this was it. Um, it was like right on the edge, right, of being not okay. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty surprised that Nintendo is the one that put this out. Or I mean, like they put out it. Mortal Kombat too. Yeah, but they got rid of the blood, right? Like that's the no blood version. True. Yeah. So it. I, I mean, you can tell it was them just trying to like keep up and try and figure it out. But it is such an interesting title. I, I really recommend people like at least just looking at this if you have no idea what Clay Fighter is. Because this is, I mean, this is like classic fighting games for at least our age, you know, people, right? Like, this is something that I bet if you went up to anyone that was around our age and mentioned Clay Fighter, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I played that. I rented that from Blockbuster, right? Like... That or at least seen brings it, back like, it's some like, weird nostalgia. Yeah. It, yeah. Just the cover, everything about it is just weird. You know, yeah. it's like one of those games that you would hear about and you'd be like, oh, that's kind of weird. But mm-hmm. it, yeah. So, I mean, that was my first jump into that kind of style. 
And then uh, I think after that, I kind of got more into fighters on the next generation, right? The N64, the PlayStation 1. That's kind of where I got into the games. Uh, Obviously, Smash. I loved it. Uh, Something I'll bring up before I get into all these games. When I was a kid, you know, back then when it's not like you could buy a game all the time because they were pretty expensive, you know, you would make do with what you got for a while. And I would take these fighting games and create my own stories with them, right? Like Mm. I would pick like, say, Fox. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to challenge Mario. He's on a journey to this planet. And Mario is like this tyrant on the planet. You know, I would create these scenarios with characters. And this went through every kind of fighting game. And it it was awesome. It made me really enjoy playing those games because I would just create my own stories with characters. And like the original Smash on the N64, oh my God, I played that religiously for a long time just because mm-hmm. it was cool beating up Pikachu. You know, not to be why mean, don't, but I'm why like... Why do they have that on the virtual console yet? It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, they don't have Pokemon either. So it's a, they're putting the Pokemon trading card game, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I loved that game as a kid too, but yeah, it's kind of... I mean, they just added Coliseum and Coliseum 2, but like, where's their Smash Brothers, man? I mean, they have Ocarina of Time, they have Majora's Mask, but where they got Star Fox. Where's Smash? I feel like it'd be something that they would try to like re-release as like a Smash Brothers collection. That I could see. I could see them trying to make money off of it rather than just making a virtual console. But I mean, there's. I mean, they could have done that with Majora's Mask too, right? So it's kind of weird which ones they pick. I feel like they milked Majora's Mask before, though, with the 3DS version. I feel oh, like if true. they're gonna do a Smash, yeah. I bet you they'll do like a a Smash collection, right? The N64 and the GameCube version, and it'll have online play. Like I bet you, the reason why they haven't dropped them yet is because they want to figure out a way to make it have perfect internet maybe have like rollback too that would Um, be awesome but you know it's nintendo we'll probably see that in 10 years but yeah it'd be cool because i really like smash 64 a lot and i think that was really the only fighting game i played on the n64 um because there were a couple but i compared to the playstation one and that's really where i got into this genre uh, with Capcom, right? I mean, Capcom always makes great fighters. Street Fighter, all of that. But mm-hmm. it wasn't so much Street Fighter that I got into. I don't know why, but Street Fighter always felt very... To me, it felt almost too advanced for me in a weird way. I don't know why, because I'm playing other Capcom fighters which feel similar. But for me, my favorite probably was the original Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm-hmm. Uh I played it a lot. I definitely didn't play it as much as the sequel, but it that was the game that got me into this genre where I was like, ooh, I want to see more. I want to explore more. Like it was cool playing as all these Capcom characters that, you know, I I'd never seen before. And granted, the first game didn't have many players to choose from, but I was just invested in it. 
And I remember even getting like a little fight stick and it, I was like, I feel so professional. I feel so cool. Like it was so much fun playing like that, that, you know, in between buying like RPGs, right. I would be like, Oh, I'm going to get at this fighting game because the thing that I loved about that era was, you know, with Squaresoft, their PlayStation one games always had this like frosted kind of cover mm. where it was always kind of white. Well, yeah. Capcom did that with their fighting games too, where it was always like this white border with the image in the middle. And I love that. I don't know why I was such a sucker for that kind of branding as a kid, but it just worked. And so after playing Marvel versus Capcom, I started jumping into like dark stalkers, which, you know, was cool because as a kid, I was like, Ooh, boobs, you know, like <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it, it had boobs and I liked it. And it was cool because it was all like vampires and succubus and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it just, it was cool. But then, mm -hmm. I started experimenting with their 3D fighting games because this is kind of when it all started, right? You know, you start getting your polygonal gaming. And it's weird because I feel like I've played more not as known fighting games as some other people have. Like when I talk about the PlayStation, most people talk about like Tekken when mm -hmm. it comes to 3D. But my first one was actually one of the first. Um, Capcom polygonal game, which was Star Gladiator. And it it was the first polygonal gaming in arcades, you know, obviously their first that they did. And originally the game was supposed to be a Star Wars game, uh, which is why the main character has like a plasma sword or a lightsaber. Mm. And that's what sold me on this game. Uh, I remember seeing the cover and I was like, whoa, he's got a lightsaber. Like, that looks so cool. Uh, so I ended up getting it and I still have my copy. And I, you know, it's it's basic. It's um, it uses that Soul Calibur four button style versus, mm -hmm. you know, the, the more Street Fighter style of fighting. So it was a little different. Uh, it was a little slower pace, a little more chunky, which makes sense for being a very early 3D fighting game. But that game set me up for a game that I surprisingly got really, really into. And to this day, I wish that Capcom would do something with it because I don't think they've even re-released it anywhere unless that Capcom fighting collection brought it back. I didn't check, but uh, Rival Schools. And oh, that one. I learned about this game because a character from it was in Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, and it's interesting because the US version is that a lot of content was cut that made it stand unique. But basically it was like you're in a school and it's kind of like different schools fight each other, right? Like different championships mm. and stuff. Oh, I do remember this one. Yeah. It has a very memorable cover, too. Um, I remember playing this in the arcades, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing that they had arcade cabinets, but I don't think I ever saw them. But it had cutscenes, which was cool. And they were, like, actually good cutscenes. And something about the fighting in this game just felt so good uh, for like a PlayStation one game, especially, but 
What I didn't know was, so in the U.S. version, it comes with a second disc called the Evolution Disc. And basically, it had mini games on it that were not fighting. And it had like a movie gallery where you can watch cutscenes, stuff like that. But in the Japanese version, it actually had like a life sim in it where you create your character and you can go around the school talking to different characters doing dialogue choices, doing battles. And if you're successful in all of it, you can power up your special moves. And it was like a totally different game. But because there would have been too much to translate, it never came over here. But, uh, you know, since then, I've watched gameplay of it. And I'm like, damn, like, it was pretty advanced for that time. You know, adding that whole new system to that game, like, that wasn't even like a Street Fighter. You know, like Capcom was very experimental with their fighting games in that era. And I feel like almost every fighting game they they put out was just amazing. The X-Men game, like it was just it was good eating. But, you know, when you brought up Tekken, I was like trying to think like, have I ever gotten the Tekken? But I think Tekken just scares me. It's tough. It's a tough game for sure. But, I mean, I had to go with King. I mean, whenever I saw King, uh, I was like, course. hell yeah. I was yeah, like, hell yeah, dude. Well, it's a Catman and it's a Luchador. I'm like, yeah, that's the best of both worlds right there. I mean, <laughs> like, how, how can you say no? It's so badass. Hell yeah, dude. And the best movesets, everything. Like, it was just amazing to watch and just so much fun. And th- I, what I think is really funny is that with fighting games, they actually put a story behind these things, mm-hmm. right? So like you see the evolution oh, of the God. characters where you start getting like mecha people. And like as a kid, you know, we don't really pay attention to the story. <laughs> right? We're, like we're blasting through cutscenes, We're doing all this. And then all of a sudden, like a mechanized version of a person that you've been playing or using as right, like just shows up and you're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> but you just kind of accept it. You're like, yeah, whatever. Keep fighting the same movesets but now he has like missiles that's cool like just just keep it going who cares and that's basically what Tekken was for me like i i know there's a story i don't know any any single bit of it i just know that you know the jaguar dude's rad king is amazing and then there's some weird crap in the game like you can be a bear i don't know where the bear came from but the oh, bear's cool <laughs> anybody like, out there that's curious about this like just youtube like tekken ending scenes and like each character has their own ending cinematic and some of Mm. them are just insane like yeah to the point where it's like what the hell is this like it just it makes no sense like some of them are so it's pure absurdity yeah it's god it's such a classic i love it but yeah tekken tag tournament was definitely the one that i like dove into the most i played tekken Mm -hmm. 2 as well uh, they, those were great games. And, you know, like as far as like the single player part goes, yeah, I blasted through those. Like no problem. It was, I felt so good. And then I challenged somebody and like said, get my ass kicked, but whatever, man, like, it was fun. It, it's just a, like a good goofy, a goofy time frame for it. But yeah, there's so many good ones, you know, and we haven't even touched on this one yet, but it was actually my first uh, fighting game ever was Mortal Kombat. That was actually my first fighting game. And I played it at my, I think it was my godfather's house. And I loved it. Like learning the uppercut off of the bridge so that they fall (laughs) into the spikes and all that. I was like, hell yeah. 
And like I that's where my weird obsession with like Scorpion came in. <laughs> like mm. uh, Scorpion is, is my favorite character by far. I, I love that character. And whenever I found out about like all the stupid fatalities that got added in, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like my the kid me was loving it. And then I think I remember my uncle picked it up, but it was the Nintendo version. And I'm playing mm. it and I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like the little kid me i was like where's the blood <laughs> this is boring and then like to make it fun i learned like the baby fatalities and all that stupid stuff right like but it what was fun about that was that all that all of those things were like hidden back then right like mm-hmm. finding it was part of the journey because we didn't have the internet to just watch a youtube video real quick to give us all like the secret endings and how to do these moves right like it was all through word of mouth and or you have to find it in like a magazine and like you run home and try it real quick and you're like oh my god it turned you into a baby that's stupid (laughs) (laughs) or like my favorite ones were like the friendship ones right where it's like oh "Oh, i made you a balloon animal and it just says friendship across the screen i'm like why is this here you know like there there's so much dumb things in mortal Kombat, but like of course now mortal Kombat takes itself more seriously uh, and actually, I don't know if you knew this, but like, I guess Mortal Kombat got hit, uh, got some backlash a little bit at one point because oh, it was trying. Gore. No, well, it was trying to interject like story into there, and it was getting called out for trying too hard to be like a justice fighter because, like, at one point, Jax, I guess, goes back in time to try and stop the transatlantic slave trade and to like. Stop the de- original developers of Mortal Kombat from making the female characters look too sexy. Like that was in <clears throat> supposedly in like a Mortal Kombat game, and every Mortal Kombat fan was like, "What is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this in this game? Right? Like, you're defeating the whole purpose of everything that this has to offer." But you know, like, th- there's just something great about that title, and just how much controversy it's sparked over the years is pretty amazing and the fact that it's still running i'm i'm surprised i'm not gonna lie right like when because every time we would do research on like esrb and like uh finding out like and just all these little like psychological things for over the years of doing this podcast and how like the government's gotten involved in a lot of this stuff like mortal Kombat would come up a lot right and mm-hmm. it was always in those conversations so like the fact that it's still like alive <laughs> and still going is pretty amazing, right? Because of how many hurdles it had to jump through just to allow people to play their title or just to keep it how they want the game to be played. So it's it's pretty phenomenal. And, you know, real quick, just like diving into some of the history of this stuff. I mean, fighting games have been around for a long time and they definitely have come a long, long way. But the formula has always been the same, right? It's a short time frame. It's fun combos to learn and and figure out with your friends. And it's starting out in in basically like arcade cabinets. And they've experimented so much where like some early ones in like the 70s and early 80s actually had like gloves that you would wear (laughs) and you would have to like do do pressure in the gloves would do different moves. Obviously, like flopped, right? Because that's back then the technology just wasn't there and it was weird like you said and like it just didn't feel right but then when certain games started coming out with like twin stick controls and stuff like that like that's when it started really making sense and kind of blowing up and then 
be, with like the explosion of things like the was it the Apple II, right? The, then mm-hmm. bringing consoles home where you have your arcade home, like it it really made it a family thing. And I can't tell you how many times my family has sat there and just played fighting games. And or like used it as like ways to solve arguments at some points with my cousins, right? Like it, it's such a weird thing, and that like something so, I mean, it's violent, right? Like the whole point is to be violent. That that's a fighting game right there, right? But mm-hmm. back when we were kids, that was like okay, and even to this day, like I'm watching parents watch their their kids play these games, and. Like they'll talk about other titles and being like, "Oh, that's a little too much for them," but then they'll let them play like fighting games. I'm like, "Yeah, he just uppercutted that dude so hard his spine came out." Like, <laughs> this is okay, <laughs> but like, it's almost like fighting games get like a strange pass, right? Like, it, it's okay to be insanely violent, like, and it's almost just expected at this time, and it, it's really weird and some games take full advantage of that right like they go very very heavy with the gore and with a lot uh, you know with mortal Kombat especially but then you know you have titles like primal rage right primal rage is just straight up a bloody mess right where you're fighting these monsters and you're there's actually like people like normal human-sized people they're like way smaller than you running across the screen while these giants like Think like T-Rex versus like King Kong, right? Like going at it. And then you can straight up just like squish people in the background while you're fighting, right? Like it's like, okay, this is a lot to deal with. It's a lot going on. And this was a game I remember playing as a kid. And I remember my mom renting this for me. And it just is like, oh yeah, well, it's a fighting game. Like she watched me play it and it's like, oh, it's a fighting game. But like, the screen ends up getting all bloody like you even your health bar so the health bar in primal rage is literally a heart right so you have a heart and a brain that are right there i think the brain was like stunned or something like that and your heart is your actual health and it has like a long like vein sticking out and it's like to symbolize symbolize the actual health itself but every time you get hit your heart beats right like you see it like jiggle and mm-hmm. whenever you beat somebody, the heart actually freaking explodes <laughs> and just a bloody mess in the corner of the screen. And your character is left all like stunned in there. Right. Like or if your brain gets like stunned, like the, you see the brain like deflate and looks like all nasty and stuff. And they're like stunned for a while. Like there's a lot of weird crap in this game that you're just like, OK, this is a very hyper violent game. But because it's a fighting game it's almost like like i said it gets total free pass like it's okay it's okay to do these things right and i feel like every single like every franchise out there has attempted at least one fighting game at some point right like mm-hmm. and like for better or worse right like there's some some really bad uh, fighting games out there like for instance uh, the star wars fighting game Right, like whenever oh, when you brought up the Star Wars engine and like how one game was supposed to be a Star Wars one, I'm in my head I was like, wait, wasn't there a Star Wars fighting game? And then I was like, wait, why aren't there more Star Wars fighting games? Oh. And I think it's because of how bad and it's called Star Wars Masters of uh, Tereskasi, 
how bad that game was, it made it so that there will never be a Star Wars fighting game in the future. <laughs> like, it was not good. It is a, a very horrible game. It's known as one of the worst fighting games out there. But there's a actual fighting game that there's another fighting game, at least that has the title of worst fighting game ever. Shaq Fu. Uh, oh, yeah. You already knew. You already knew what it was. <laughs> I was when you were bringing up like weird, like primal rage <laughs> and like when we were talking about Clay Fighter, I was like, man, Shaq Fu was like another oddball. That was just I oh, remember yeah. uh, a friend. And it's funny because later on, this friend would also end up getting that Star Wars game. So, I mean, he had shit taste. That's why I'm not <laughs> friends with him anymore. Plus, we were kids. But uh, he had this game. And I was like, what is this? Like, everyone knew Shaq. I mean, he was one of the big people when we were kids. And, uh, oh, yeah. God, God, this game was awful. There was no way you could save this game. No. It's and it's, like, not awkward. even in the funny way either. No, because Shaq Fu was actually trying to be serious. It wasn't trying to be a joke. And I think that's the major downfall. Like, come on. you They had to have known that this is not going to be taken seriously. Like, there's no way it is, right? Like, it's it's pretty bad. Like, they, they have Shaq with, like, magic and fighting all <laughs> these weird, like, things. There's even, like, demons and shit. Like it and- sounds cool. I mean, but... like, even Shaq, dude, Shaq does a Rasengan from, like, Naruto. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> one of his special moves is he straight up does a wind-style Sharingan and throws it at the people. Like, before Naruto even did it, right? Like, this is, it, they stole it from Shaq Fu. <laughs> and there's actually a character, I forgot what the character was. She's like a, like a voodoo, like, witch thing, right? Like, it's kind of a, it's kind of problematic this game actually looking at some of these characters, but if she beats mm. Shaq, she actually pulls out like a voodoo doll and stabs it, and then Shaq falls down. Oh my god! Yeah, like it's, but it's just not good at all. And like, there's a lot of glitches in it. Like actually looking at some of these glitches that people are running into, where the enemy can actually fight you or hit you before it even says fight on the screen. Right. Like like they're starting animations before you can even have control over your character and then it going to like weird demon realms and stuff like this game is confusing as all hell. Like, I don't know what the goal was here or what this was supposed to be. And maybe if it wasn't Shaq and it was just like a character, right, like a made up character, it would be okay. But yeah, this was doomed on arrival. There was no way Shaq Fu was going to make it. When you were bringing up Mortal Kombat, um, it's interesting because I remember playing it, but I feel like it's one of the few major fighting game franchises I I never really ended up playing much of, even though like you would think I'd be all over it because of the fatalities. But for some well, reason, the I never... The amazing, so how can you not get into it? <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, the first one at least is really good. The first one's good. It... I think it was just because the characters look kind of realistic. I was like, eh, I like my animated looking Street Fighter stuff. But mm. I love the fatalities to it. I remember watching a friend play it and I was like, oh, this is really cool. But it just always felt a little stiff to me. And I think that's the whole reason why I never got into Mortal Kombat was it just always felt kind of stiff. 
in mm-hmm. less of a heavy, stiff way that Tekken does. It just, I don't know. I Seeing the new Mortal Kombat that's coming out makes me kind of want to try the new one because it looks amazing. But I don't know. I think I'm just going to stick with Street Fighter. It was, it's almost similar to, I would say, like Resident Evil tank controls, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you go and try and do a move, your character completely stopped, right? Like yeah. it lost all forward momentum. So it was a little confusing at first. So I, I totally understand like the heaviness that you're talking about. But yeah, it, it's a it's a weird one. But I got my gore fill with uh so this is a game that ended up not coming out. Uh, it ended up you could get a bootlegged and stuff because it was deemed a too violent at the time, and mm-hmm. it would have been one of the first adult-rated games ever uh, on a console. Uh, Thrill Kill, and mm-hmm. it basically the the mechanics behind it would end up becoming like the Wu Tang game. But originally, it was basically a game where you know you could be a man with whips for hands or you could be like a a dominatrix and it was very you just found this one recently didn't you or like not too long ago so i had played a bootleg of it a long time ago but i ended up like finding someone that makes them make you know puts in a nice little package to look like an original playstation game and i was like i'll pick it up Mm -hmm. and i booted up recently again yeah and it's It's still the same old gore, you know, like it has its little own version of fatalities and it's, yeah, it's pretty violent, you know, like it, it makes sense why it did not come out because back then it probably would have been a little extreme for what people were into. It looks like but, a, like what a Hellraiser would be if it was a fighting game. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. If it, If Hellraiser and Saw were a fighting game mashup, it, that would be it. Yeah, but, there's some weird, inappropriate characters in this game, actually, now looking at it. But, you know, that brings up a whole different kind of fighting style. And, I mean, this the genre is massive, right? In a sense that, I mean, some people classify even beat-em-ups, right? The side-scrolling ones, like, mm-hmm. you know, River City Ransom, stuff like that, as a fighting game. Which, you know, I mean, technically it kind of is in a little bit. But also these... Isometric kind of fighting games mm-hmm. like Power Stone. I loved Power Stone, like to the point where I, if it came back, I would drop everything and probably devote myself to trying to get good at it because I loved it so much on the Dreamcast. And to me, it felt like what Smash Brothers should have evolved to. Mm. Because it was just cool running around the stage, picking up items, using them, and it it just worked in such a good way. And I was like, oh man, like I love these kind of brawling fighting games. Like it was cool. And we don't really see many of those. I mean, nowadays we do with indie titles, but back then you did not see that. Mm-hmm. And that made me realize like I love some of these one-off fighting games, right? Like the Def Jam games were friggin' cool too. You know, you could be a rapper. Really hard games too. Yeah. And they were good. You know, I can't say it for icon, but you know, fight for New York and stuff. Like it was 
Those games are cool. Like, yeah, the Wu Tang game is fucking brutal. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I didn't realize how brutal it was. Every time you finish somebody, you just knock them over and just rip their head off. It's <laughs> like blood's pouring out. Or some characters, you punch them so hard, their body parts just explode off of them. Like, <laughs> this is a brutal ass game. I did not know the Wu Tang game was that bad. That's what I love about some of those fighting games because they were just like unnecessarily violent. Yeah. It, it was a change of pace from the fighting games I was used to because around that time, that's when I was really in the Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which was like, if there was a game where I devoted hundreds of hours to to play and get good at, it was that. And mm. I haven't played it in a long time, so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable like going out and playing it. But that was the game I went for uh, that tournament thing for because I was actually like really good at it in a way like I had my comp that I loved using and, you know, the roster is massive. I think it's like 52 characters or I think no, it's got to be more than that. But it was was, what was your go to? I'm curious. uh, It was cable BB hood. And I would kind of switch it up. Sometimes it'd be Jaggernaut or, uh, oh, God, who was the other? Um, it was the guy from Star Gladiators. It, it, it starts with an H. I'm trying to think his name. Mm. But uh, I was more of a BB Spider-Man, Wolverine, and uh, Strider guy. Ooh, Wolverine was another one I would kind of switch out. Like, my always ones I would pick would be Cable and BB Hood, and then I would usually switch it out. Mm. Spider-Man was cool, yeah, but he's fun. fuck, Wolverine was just... You, you could dominate with that. Oh, yeah, his combos were ridiculous. You can just pin people to the side and just own, and yeah. He was too fast, and his range was actually really good, right? Like, he could... He had moves that basically covered, like, the whole screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, War was... Machine was another one I would switch out to because he had that big beam for a special. Mm. Yeah, I I really, really love that game. And a part of me, like, thinks, oh, I should I should just play it again, you know, uh, relive my memories because it, it was good. You know, I, I loved the Dreamcast because it really felt like I was playing arcade. Mm-hmm. But that was really the last fighting game that I got into. Um, there were times where I tried other fighting games afterwards to get into, like, uh, my wife was really into the dead or alive games and I played them for a bit, but I, I just couldn't get into them for some reason. You yeah, know, you just wanted to play kid. the volleyball ones. It's not, yeah, it's okay. dude, those are actually not bad games. <laughs> you, you laugh, but they're not bad. Um, and she likes soul caliber and oh yeah, the soul caliber so- on the GameCube is the best one. It plays link. What? It, that's something I loved how each platform had their own special character. And yeah. I wanted spawn so bad, but I just never got dude, that one. Yeah. That one was cool too. And it, it was cool because you could play with weapons. And that was the thing that always kind of bummed me on fighting games is that you didn't really have characters that had weapons, you know, sometimes in Marvel versus Capcom or those games, they'd have like, you know, their sword or something, but mm-hmm. it was never like impactful. Like Soul Caliber, right? But yeah, two. Oh man, two is the shit. Yeah, 
that was a fun game. That was a lot of fun. I uh, I do have a question. This probably be the last one because I'm like almost drawing a blank of any other fighting games that are not like Guilty Gear. Because there's a lot of those 2D ones I I've always appreciated but never got into because like King know, of Fighters Gu- and all that. King stuff. of Fighters yeah. and Guilty Gear always seemed like Blast a little Blue. more advanced. Blast Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy, mm-hmm. freaking Skullgirls, so like. All of, even the smaller like indie ones, like I like Dive Kick. That one was cool, but uh, that's a fun one. I like how simple it is. It's just dive and kick, man. It's fun. Yeah, but these were. I guess it's a franchise in general. I I do have some experience with it, but not the good ones. But uh, when you brought up Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um. I do really, really like that game. I love how cinematic it is. And it reminds me of how much I really hated my first Dragon Ball fighting game. And hmm. it it's an odd one. Uh, it was Dragon Ball GT Final Bout on the original yes. PlayStation. Yes. And I remember... It was amazing. Getting in at a game... Like, GameStop had it behind their counter, and they're like, oh, this is one of the rarest games for the PlayStation, or one of the rarer ones. Mm-hmm. And they were like charging like a little more than average for it. And I like begged my mom. I'm like, please, I need this. I need it. And um, so I was really in the Dragon Ball all the time. I feel like it was during the Frieza uh, saga. But I mm-hmm. uh, picked it up, went home, played it. And while it was kind of cool, I didn't like it. And oh, no, it's garbage. <laughs> it, yeah, I was like, it's really uh, bad. And, you know, this was like still kind of where the Internet wasn't the easiest thing to look around on for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But later on, I found out, yeah, people really didn't like this game either. But, you know, it, it was Dragon Ball and I was hungry. I didn't play that Ultimate 22, which is that terrible 2D one that was on the PlayStation. But. Played I played Budokai a lot. That was that, that's kind of what I was going into. Is I remember playing Budokai at a friend's house and really liking it, but I never actually owned them. And I was always curious. Like, I know people do like those games, but like, were they like actually really good? Or oh yeah, yeah. Those the Budokai games are actually really really fun. Like those those are great games. And it's if you if you like fighters, the I mean. As far as like the traversing, there's much more of it. So it's basically Fighter Z, but like with an extra plane, right? So you can mm-hmm. like move around and do all that good stuff. It's a it's a lot of fun. I really do enjoy my time with those, and it it was just great. I mean, it's Dragon Ball, right? So like, it's always going to be fantastic. And I, yeah, it's talking about GT Final Bout too. Like bad game, like really really bad game, where oh, <laughs> it so almost. Bad. It almost felt like a turn-based fighting game. Like there was so much time where it's just like the person is just standing there; they can move. It was so <laughs> slow. Yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. But and like the animations and stuff like that, and like Frieza's tail was just like six capsules stuck together. <laughs> like <laughs> it, there was, it, it was just really bad looking. But no, like Budokai was fantastic. I um, I don't know everything about it. Like the visuals were really great. I feel like it was the first Dragon Ball game that actually, like, the characters looked really, really good um, because of yeah. like, the cell shading and everything. Uh, the the actual, like, gameplay itself was 
really intuitive. At first, it was a little like, I don't know, because it was the first time I ever played a fighting game in that style where you can fly around and all that, right? Like the arena is. Oh, I had flying back then too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, but it was. It, it, yeah, it, it's a trippy game, but it was really interesting. Yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. I don't know. I would love to try it again, see if it still holds up. Yeah, I definitely want to play more Fighter Z too, because I remember there's been a few times you brought it up, and I'm like, I enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah, it's it's one of those that I definitely want to get more into. I have some like there's some kids that have been like asking to play it. And I'm like, I really need to just dive into it some more. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Hope you guys enjoyed our little dive here into fighting games. There's so many in this genre, and there's so many in the genre. It's really hard to just like condense it down to one episode, honestly. And just where it's come from, how long it's been around. It's one of the oldest like genres in video games, and it's it's amazing. It's a perfect intro to any gamer or non-gamer. Just anybody can have fun with this. It's it's great. And every fighting game, you know, while they are different, they have different mechanics and stuff like that. Like any one of them, you can just jump into and just have some fun with it. So it's 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 great. So go out there and pick up a fighting game, celebrate Evo, and have fun with it. <laughs> right? Like. Let's enjoy our time with these guys. But anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week with some more wonderful games that we've found, scourged through the online, the internet, everything, our lives, memories, nostalgia, all that good stuff. But until then, bye for now.